Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone. This is Bob Shoneman alongside with Barry Rice. Hey, everybody. So glad that you're here with us today. And Pete Robertson. I'm humbled to be in your guys' presence. Mac Daddy is humbled. How about that? Truly, huh? truly I'm honored. God is so good. Can you guys believe this is episode 37? That is insane. It is. It is insane. Insane. Hey, I'm exhausted this week. You are? Yeah. You what? know what this week is? No. It's VBS. VBS? Oh What's that mean? Vacation Bible School. Oh. I was trying to come up with something clever right out of the gate, but I couldn't get you, it. You yeah. needed something quick. <laughs> Victory Boys singing. So does this bring you back to being a youth pastor? Oh, absolutely. And a youth. And, and a youth? And a kid. Oh, guys, my grandmother served cookies and kool-aid at vbs for like 50 years straight 50 years straight 50 years see i i never i I was never like a leader in these things so i've never been on that side of it but i remember being a teenager and going to go into vacation bible school in the summer and it was always fun we also had a a camp where we would go away for a week and go you know play capture the flag in the woods and you know all that kind of fun stuff but did you camp or yeah did you stay in, in the there were cabins? like cabins yeah yeah okay. like little yeah the cabins the, and they put the you know the boys cabin and the girls cabin like 17 miles away yeah. for a good reason, good reason. Yeah. <laughs> so so i'm 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 eating we, we didn't go to some of the vbs but my wife and i were, were eating dinner and we're sitting there talking and then all of a sudden i get this pop-up picture and it's Einstein himself. No. Yeah. And I'm looking at this picture and it's you, Bob. And you have this wig on that's like crazy. And you have these goggles on your face. And you have this white science you know, professor look. And I'm looking at it. And I had to look at it for a few my minutes. My lab coat. I had my lab coat on. You look like Pastor Chris Hodges of, of Highlands. <laughs> I mean, I looked at it. I was like, man, is that is that Pastor Chris? And um, But it was you. Oh, I mean, and mercy. here, I'm telling you, we're going to put it up. Sorry, but Pastor Chris. You look so authentic. You could pull that off. And then a few minutes later, we're eating. And all of a sudden, I see Barry's picture pop up. And, it, oh. and here he is. He's just all decked out in his gear. And he's looking all smooth and chilling back in his chair. They asked me to be a nut, which was a major The stretch. nutty professor. Yeah, yeah you, you pulled it off. Well, I said, yeah, you're going to the restaurant and everything. I think we uh, should go get something to eat, too. That's him being nutty. Yeah, well. <laughs> I heard the comment that he looked like Colonel Sanders, so I don't know if that yeah, was true that or going not. On. Well, I've been known to eat some chicken, some finger licking. Well, that's a, that's a huge compliment. I look like Chris Hodges. Yeah, he did. I'm going to have to work on my Cajun jokes to, for the rest have to of the send week. It to him. People never say I look like anybody godly. <laughs> <laughs> anybody godly, huh? Oh, we're gonna have mercy. to say, "Hey, Pastor Chris, look at your cousin. If he was a mad scientist, oh, but <laughs> see, so much fun." I'm gonna tell you what's sad. So Y'all didn't fun. even get my impersonation. Y'all I did. That was Nutty Professor, right? Yeah, yeah, I got you it. Got it? Okay. Yeah, 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 I, I didn't got get it. it. I oh, missed it, Bob. And I, and I understand. A couple weeks ago, you did a you did a song like impersonation, that and, I, and that went over my head too. Tyson told me I totally missed it. So okay. I'm sorry. I'm not catching your references. I don't know. It's funny. We grew up in the same time frame, too, so yeah, I should be catching that. It's Redneck versus Surfer Boy. Is that, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not the Surfer Boy. I just didn't listen to a lot of music. I would be more me, probably. Coming well, that's SoCal. not true. Yeah. Anyway, we got uh, 
That's I'm, all fun and games, but well, we have a serious topic. We today. do, but I mean, the, seri- <laughs> the the point of this conversation is we're a bunch of nuts. No, no doubt. And and we really love to laugh, and we it's really true. love to have a good time. And we'll dress up and we'll put bags on, as we talked about last week's show, and put shaving cream all over ourselves, and we'll and make come fun- visit you. Yeah, we'll make we'll do fun things or whatever. But with all of that said and done, we laugh a lot. But at the same time, like you said, we will take a subject that is beyond us and we will talk about it in a way the best we can in all seriousness uh with with reverence um and so we our love and our passion for jesus is is um, is contagious but today we're going to talk about the power of holiness the holiness of god and um i'm not sure i don't know i'm you know i just you approach this like and we're going to try to talk about the holiness of god and the grandeur of this And I just don't know if we're going to do justice. So let's pray and just ask the Spirit to speak through us. I thank God for the Holy Spirit that He says He brings all things to mind out of Jesus, the things of Christ, and and He speaks nothing that but of the Father. And so we're going to lean on Him now and to be able to just share with this because hopefully we are able to explain to people the importance of of grasping uh, what we're going to talk about today. So let's just pray. Lord. We humble ourselves uh, before you, and um, we recognize that uh, we a lot of times take for granted, Lord, uh, in reverence of you. And a lot of times we speak lightly of your allness, your majesty, uh, the magnitude of how big and how great and how mighty you are. And God, at, at any given word, you can spite us. At any given word, you can transform time. At any given word, you can uh, create a masterpiece you can take away and give and 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 lord i i don't think we understand how a <laughs> big you are and how wonderful you are and uh lord we that we don't we we need a good healthy dose of fear of you in knowing that um in this in all of that might in all of that power in all of that authority you're good you're faithful you're true. You sacrifice for us. You love us. You give us the model of what it means to to live out our purpose here on earth. And I pray, God, that today as we try to explain the best we can your holiness and how it affects directly our lives, I pray that your spirit would intervene. I pray that you would speak to every heart that's listening now. And God, that you would have your way with us. And so, Oh, Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory, Lao. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, yeah, challenging subject. Let's uh, let's get started. Um, so what is holiness? holiness? I think A.W. Tozer said it best in his book, The Knowledge of Holy, uh, of the Holy. He said, holy is the way God is. To be holy, he does not conform to a standard. He is the standard. Mm. He is absolutely holy with an infinite incomprehensible fullness of purity that is incapable of being other than it is because he is holy his attributes are holy that is whatever we think of as belonging to god must be thought of as holy yeah i mean i as you're just reading that it's he's other um he's separate um everything that he thinks of is holy it's perfect Um, I think Webster's Dictionary said that that which is holy or other, that which is extraordinary, different than anything else, refers to God's transcendence. He is higher. 
He is more superior. Mm. He is more knowledgeable and than anything in this planet. And his goodness and his power is humanly incomprehensible. And so it's it's trying to grasp that and understand that um, in our personal lives is, is just kind of surreal. I don't know, Barry, any thoughts? I, I think it's like this. I think it's like a baby speaking to another baby in a nursery, trying to explain how the um, space shuttle was built. You know, I think yeah. there's just not a language. It's just not words. And our mind is too small, too unexperienced, too uh, limited to explain who God is in his holiness. But it is his glory. And it says in Romans 3.23, for all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. We fall short of it. And uh, we need his holiness imputed upon us so that we can measure up and that's what jesus did you know i i uh i really appreciate what jesus did when he said in second corinthians five twenty one that god made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become his righteousness we become holy because of the blood of christ mm-hmm. and uh you know uh when you sense the presence of God, you're sensing his holiness mm. and experience his holiness. And it always brings repentance. Mm. It always brings a hush. <laughs> you stop talking yeah. and you are just in awe of him. And, uh, you know, I, this is a, this is a subject that we could speak days on and, uh, and not even, you know, hit the surface. Right. I always looked at, I told this illustration once before, I look at the holiness of God kind of like the sun. And and with protection, we can be in the sun's presence. But when we get really close to the, to the sun, um, we start understanding the magnitude of what that sun is given. It's going to burn us up and to disintegrate us and so forth. And I look at it as, as we are able to approach the sun because of Jesus, but we're able to get close to the sun because of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is kind of like our force field. And as we are approaching or drawing close to God in, in, in His holiness and all of His attributes, um, God wants us to come unto Him. He says, come unto me and I will draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So He wants us to, to draw near to His holiness, but the holiness, what it's doing with the Holy Spirit protecting us, it's transforming us into His image. It's, it's remember what Moses happened to Moses when he came into the image and when he came into God's holiness, he was transformed. He, he started to glow. And, and that's the same thing is it's when we become transformed into the holiness and we become like God, that the radiance of his holiness, the power of his holiness changes our appearance. You know, our smile is authentic. The, our words become kind. Um, we, we start thinking differently. We start acting differently. We start acting as a holy person. In, in, in bringing that down. And, and I, I used the illustration one time. It's like when I, when I get into, and we're going to talk about Isaiah 6 here a little bit later, but when I get into God's presence, I, I imagine myself having a black shirt on and having all of the stuff, you know, all the specks when the sun is hitting it, all, the, all of the white things and everything. You can see how imperfect that is. And that's what happens when we get into God's presence. When we start drawing near to him, we start start realizing, oh my gosh, I'm messed up. And as you just said, Barry, we then get really quiet. 
we start realizing oh, this his holiness is so big it's so amazing it's so vast that i who am i i can't even comprehend this it, it, it like takes your breath away it's like a punch in the gut isn't it yeah his presence uh is powerful john wesley stated this bring me a worm that can comprehend a man <laughs> and then i'll show you a man that can comprehend the triune god that is such a powerful statement. That is a powerful <laughs> statement, man. He just hit it. Well, in today's today's show, let's try to do this. So let's try to talk about two things. One, the holiness of God, and then also so the nature of God's holiness. And then the second part, let's look at our need for his personal holiness in our own lives. And so as we break that down, we can do that. But yeah, so with John Wesley, yeah, being a worm, I mean, just people can picture that, right? Being a worm, just little small worm trying to comprehend a triune God. You know, speaking of triune God, he's three times holy. I always try to ask myself, why do they say holy, holy, holy? Well, because holy God, holy Jesus, holy spirit. And so it's holy, holy. He's three times. So he's not just holy. He's asking us to be holy, but he is three times holy. So even even greater than you can even possibly imagine if you can even try to grasp and understand holiness. So, yeah. It just blows me away. I mean, that's a great picture, but even that isn't even, I mean, it's, the reality is it's even grander than that. You know, I mean, in, infinitely grander than that. But I guess, if, you know, if we could comprehend who God was, then he wouldn't really be God, would he? I mean, I don't want a God that I can understand. You know, that, that, that you know, it wouldn't make him great, right? Wow. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, really look, look at other religions of the world They're, that you can kind of comprehend. It's yeah. the religions of the world were putting together a plan so that we as people can understand and worship. So you look at the different religions. There's a there's a step by step. You have to do this to be God happy. You have to do this and so forth. Well, God completely turned all of that religion upside down. Everything He does is complete opposite of what these religions are 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 doing. He, you can't comprehend Him. You know, when Jesus came onto the earth and He's talking in these parables and He's talking in such a way that He's saying, even if you look at a woman in lust, you can't comprehend His holiness. It's just it's they're looking. I'm going this guy. I'm going to have to pluck out my eye. I'm going to have to cut my hand off. I'm going to cut my foot off. I'm going to have to, I'm going to completely dismantle because I can't even be holy. There's nothing I can do. You're right. There is nothing you can do. To be holy, there's nothing. I can't. can't do it. He is so, it is so perfect. It is so pure. It is so right. It's so, everything. But Jesus. Yeah, we're doing our best. Yeah, but Jesus. I mean, we're doing our best, people. It's just, it's too much. It's too much to comprehend. But he sets the standard for us to be holy as he is holy, right? Man, he calls us to holiness. And and we got to understand some aspect of that so that we can pursue what he's calling us to pursue. Yeah, in Exodus 15, 11, it was a song of Moses. He said, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, <laughs> glorious in holiness? No one is like the Lord in holiness and being separate. He is totally separate. I mean, it, that's ad ad phrase right there, but that's a NLT, I think, the version. But I mean, it's just saying he's there's no one like him. If you truly want to try to grasp his the, the magnitude of who he is, there's just you can't. Your brain there can't is get nothing over. else to compare him to, right? Nothing. There's nothing like him in all of creation. And it's like when Hannah. Remember when Hannah came before um, the priest and what is it, Eli or Eli? And she was sitting there just crying out to Lord in anguish and in agony. 
and uh, she's just praying for a son. And, you know, her husband has been given the other wife, you know, kids and so forth. And she doesn't have him. She has a barren child. And she's just praying and praying. And she said, you know, God, I'm going to give that son back to you to, to proclaim your name and, and so forth. And God answered her prayer. And God gave her Samuel, and he, and he answered her prayer, and he said, and, and she, at, in her brokenness, goes back, and she says in 1 Samuel 2, 2, she says, No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you, nor is there any rock like our God. And she, she recognized in that moment, this is something special. This, here I am crying out to this Lord, and he's answering my prayer. Not only did he answer his prayers for, for with Samuel, but she get, he opened her wound for others as well. And so it's it's... You know, trying to get that, it's pretty comprehensible, incomprehensible. Psalms 96, 9 says, Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, right? Trembling. How many of us have trembled before God's holiness today? How many of us have entered in our prayer time, as Hannah did, with anguish and, and brokenness <coughs> and come before God that way? I mean, it's, it's the Old Testament understood it. You didn't play around with God's holiness. I mean, God told uh, the people in Israel, says, don't, ever, don't even come close to this mountain because if you do, you will be smoked. I will wipe you out. And then they're sinning and they're doing their things. And he says, all right, Moses, I, I can't handle anymore. I'm going to sin. And Moses had to stand in the middle because he wiped out half a little bit of, you know, 50,000 people right there. I mean, it's, it, you don't play games with God's holiness. And I think from us, I mean, how many of us have trembled in his presence? How many of us have actually gone in his presence and, and shown him the reverence that he deserves? Jesus taught us that, right? That's a good word. I mean, I, when I used to hear, you know, you need to fear the Lord, and I'm, you know, I, it, I thought of that like, oh, I had to be scared of him. I have to be afraid of him. And this makes it sound like it's more of a, it's a, a respect that you can't even define. Yeah, it's just it's an, an overwhelming, awe, yeah, awe-inspiring awe, yeah. awe respect, and yeah. and it, that's that puts it in a whole different context. You know, where when you're just afraid, like, why do I want to serve a God that I'm scared of or I'm afraid of? That's a different context than yeah. a God that you're in awe of, right? Right. So I don't know. Yeah, it's the one that it's the the ant underneath the thumb that is you either serve me and and die. Or or don't or serve yeah. me don't serve me and die or serve me and live. Yeah, that's not God. No. God is who He is, and He deserves because He is holy to be worshipped and honored and glorified and exalted, because He in the, in His existence of who He is, He is holy, and that is the definition, really, right? God is who He is, and and when when Moses was asking Him His name, He yeah. says, "I am." I am. It, you, you know, what's your name? What should I tell you, the people you are? He, he was thinking, oh, Phil. Fred. You can call me Phil. <laughs> yeah. But he says, I am. I'm God. I'm, awesome. I'm not like anything else. It's only one me. Hmm. And I'm holy. We, we have to grasp this, too. Oh. Is God sets the standard. God's the creator of the universe. God is the one that tell, or lays out the laws of physics and everything that happens. It's God. It's yeah. always God. And, and we, as a follower of Christ, try to conform to the world. It messes it all up. No, God is the one that invents everything. 
God is the one that lays out the tracks and the course. God is the one that has all the wisdom and knowledge. God is the one that offers supernatural power and extraordinary things for people to do. God is the one that plants into your mind the the idea. God is the one that provides for you. God is the one that sets the standard. And that is his holiness. That is his perfection. And, And I think we lose sight of all of that. Yeah, I think we try, at least I do, I, at times you th- I think we try to put God in a box, right? And try to make him conform to what we think he should be, where God has created all the dimensions, including time. I mean, he, he doesn't even exist inside of time. Try to fathom that. Try to get that wrapped around your human mind. Good luck, right? It just doesn't work. But he's not even confined to time, which just blows me away because so i guess to him you know the days of noah and the days of today there's no because he's outside of that he sees it just blows me away you guys got me thinking my head's starting to spin it's just it's too much i mean i can't you can't fathom it go ahead bear and i guess that's the point i'm a huge third day fan i really am mac powell and and those guys i really i really love them and and uh they have a song that god is an all-consuming fire and uh now think about that it's in his existence, in his uh, radiance of who he is, of his holiness, it is a consuming fire. Mm. That his, He is so pure that he eliminates anything in his presence that's not pure. And it's like a fire. And what does a fire do? It refines Fines. and purifies gold, right? And, you know... Uh, the, the Bible says that there's going to be a time that we're going to bring these things before God and say, I served you. It's going to be like wood, hay, and stubble, right? His holiness and his purity will just burn it up. And the things that really matter, kind of like our last episode, his mission-mindedness and his purpose in the world where we have sacrificed our own agendas for him, those are the things that's going to last. Those are the things that are holy. Those are the things that are done for him. You know, I heard a preacher say one time, you know, what are the things that are eternal? My word is eternal and people's souls are eternal. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to invest in what's eternal that pastor said so wow. man that's that's good stuff yeah psalms 104 one says bless the lord O my soul O lord my god you are very great you were clothed with splendor and majesty and and again it just brings me back to are we showing are we trembling are we showing the reverence to god that he deserves are we bringing the majesty that he deserves are we humbling our i mean are we on our knees broken before him are we flat down on our faces before him and i confess i i don't do it as much as i should i do i enter into his presence broken with a contrite spirit am i am i showing him the all that he deserves and and it just it brings me to the thought when we think about a holiness and, and we're going to talk about this here in a second but when, it, when Peter said, 1 Peter 1, 16, he says, Be holy, for I am holy. When he said that, can you imagine a person that is holy? Can you imagine a person that understands what we're talking about right now, that is in all of God, that shows him the majesty and the fear, that, that is obedient to him, that is living for him? Can you imagine that person that is holy? 
what they can do here on earth with God leading them? If God is the one that sets the standard, if God is the one that creates all things, if God is the one that invents things and gives the mindset and, and guides and protects and provides, if God is the one that does all of that, can you imagine if you're filled with his holiness, what you can do for him? You know, uh, that makes me think of Moses, Pete. Uh, in Exodus 3, 5, it says, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals. For the place where you're standing is holy ground. I, I mean, think about the respects that I, the respect that our parents want us to have when we come into their home and we take off our shoes, right? And, you know, that's an oriental type of mindset, too, that you, you when you go in the presence of your 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 parents, you take off your shoes. But this is the God of the universe. And when we're in his presence, it's saying here, you're on holy ground. You're a place where my presence is. Take off your sandals. We're not, you know, the, the one time that Jesus really demonstrated he got angry was turning over the tables of the money changers. And he said, my my house is not going to be made a, a den of thieves. It's a, it is a house of prayer. Why? Because they were not respecting his presence yes. mm -hmm. and his place where his presence dwelt it. Mm -hmm. And so, man, if, if you want to make God angry, remember uh, Galatians 6, 7, God will not be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. That God in his holiness, he will judge. And he is, he is loving and he is the righteous judge. How do you get into God's holiness? <clears throat> You, you stop walking in the flesh. You stop what you're doing in your life. You, you humble your heart and you turn from whatever sin or whatever that's happening in your life and you just cry out to him. And, and you, can't, you don't come in, in haughtiness. You don't come with your pride. You don't come to him with thinking that you know what you're talking about. You don't come with him demanding answers. You come in humility. You come in reverence. You come in awe. And, and you cry out, says, Lord, help my unbelief because I don't understand right now, but just help me, God. And you come with a brokenness. And, and what, here's, this, is, this, is, this is a guaranteed fact. Wherever the Spirit of God is, that place is separated from anything normal. It is changed. It is holy. It is transformed. Hmm. And so if you want to experience God's presence, you have to make a choice. And that is you have to stop living the lifestyle the way that you're living. You know, and it's not just that. We talked about last week uh, in the mission-minded characteristics is the lifestyle. To, to walk, there's different ways. There's a way of walking in the flesh and walking, doing work like your normal day and then walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit is you're constantly recognizing that the holiness of God is at work in your life. And so you're always mindful when you're in traffic to be praying for the person to the right and to the left, to be worshiping him or be using that time to give him glory. Or when you get to, to Wendy's, as we talked about last week, and, and nobody's there to serve you, that you're looking for opportunities to be able to speak life into somebody that is hurting right now. Your, your lifestyle is different. You're walking in the holiness of God. But it changes things. There's nothing can stay the same. 
If anybody didn't hear last week's uh, mission-minded characteristics where Barry was telling the Wendy's um, story, listen to that. That lady was changed. Listen to that story. It's, it's because the holiness of God was unleashed. So good. And so that's kind of what took place. Yeah, in 1 Peter 1, um, 13 through 16, it says, Therefore, with minds that are alert, alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Wow. You know, uh, when we were growing up, there was a there was a, a marketing campaign, uh, Be Like Mike, right? Yeah. And we would eat what Mike eat, and we would do what Mike did. And, Wheaties. Yeah, That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about that, and... And what is the holiness of God? It's the fact that you have been with him. His presence is on you because you have been with him. And that's that's a anointing of God. It's the holiness of God is is it's something that only he can give you. It's it's a, probably a fruit of the spirit, but it it is the person who hangs out with God, right? It's the person who spent time with him and and that holiness is is what's left over from his presence and the time that you spent with him. You know, I, I was thinking about that and have, have, do you guys like kimchi? The mm. tea? It's like the, the no, tea no, what is, what no, is kimchi. That's kim- something else. It is, uh, what, uh, Korean people would put on top of their house. It's cabbage and it, and it has this fermentation that it becomes like rotten. But it's a very, very healthy thing to eat. Y'all, y'all never heard of kimchi? Rotten uh, lettuce sounds great. Yeah, (laughs) but but they eat a lot of it. Really? But the the unique thing about it, what of the herbs and whatever all they put in it, it makes them smell very uniquely. They smell like you mean they have a scent. Whatever you, yeah, they have a scent. Would they pass gas and that would make it smell too? I bet it would. Cabbage does that, right? I don't know. I don't eat cabbage. But anyway. What's your point? (laughs) Here's my point is that holiness within us is the smell of God. Oh, I knew he had, I knew he'd bring it home. So good. So so if you're not smelling holy, who are you hanging out with? And what are you about? And, but, here's the thing about holiness it sets you apart from everybody else it's god's mark on us you know what it makes me think of the word sanctification we were talking about this earlier like i wonder how many people know even what the word sanctification means you have a you have a quick um uh, Pete, Pete definition for sanctification. A Petism. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, to be sanctified is to be set apart. It's part of the process that we go through as Christians to be molded and shaped into God's image. And so it's a it's a um, circumstances that happen in our lives can be part of the sanctification um, issues or things that were not our very best and God needs to correct. That can be part of the sanctification. And, um, and I think that a lot of times Christians, when they're going through sanctification, you have, again, two choices, surrender and let it happen. Let God have his way 
because we are going through this because all he, he's a jealous God. He does not want to compete with the world. And so if we're going through sanctification, God is saying, hey, hello, I'm here. And then he's just saying, come unto me. Let me give you rest. Let me take care of this. Let me mold you and shape you into my image. It's kind of like what we talked about, the refiner's fire. Yeah. So that's kind of that. Kind of like what James was talking about yeah. in chapter one, right? Yeah. Refining you, taking away the dross. I wanted to share, um, what I, as I was studying and preparing for this, I, I kind of came across First um, Thessalonians 4 and uh, the first 12 verses. So I know it sounds like a lot, but I'll read through it pretty quickly. But I think this kind of points to a lot of what we're talking about today. So it says, finally then, brothers... We ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that you received from us how you ought to walk and to, and to please God, just as you are doing, that you would do it more and more. For you know that instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his, his own body in holiness and in honor, not in the passions of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter because the lord is an avenger is an avenger that's like a marvel comic right yeah, in all in things as we told you beforehand and solemnly warn you for god has not called us for impurity but in holiness there it is therefore whoever disregards this disregards not man but god who gives his holy spirit to you now concerning brotherly love you have no need for anything to write I have no need for anything to write to you, for you yourself have been caught, have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all your brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do more and more, and to aspire to live quietly, and to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands, and we instruct you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So to me, I mean, that's kind of giving us like a, the game plan, right? It's kind of a, here, here's, here's the process of sanctification, which to me is how God makes us more holy, makes us more like Jesus and Jesus-like. So again, I, I thought that would I, kind of come drive it home a little in bit. In my flesh, I wish that once I surrendered to God that it would just all be taken care of and I would not have to go through <laughs> any <done>. sanctification. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that sanctification part. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that, but my heart says, God, here I am, send me. My heart says, I desire God to be like you. And, and I know that it sucks. And I know that some of you might be listening to this and saying, you know what? I'm being molded and shaped into holiness because you're not there yet. None of us are there. None of us will arrive until we arrive. Yeah. We're all on this journey. That's right. We're all fall short of the glory of God. We all are doing our best to get through another day. But there is a good God that loves us and he is desiring to have intimate relationship with us. And his desire is for us, for us to be transformed into his image. He wants us to be image bearers. He does not want us to be um, as Barry said, I think it was last podcast, he talked about putting a bumper sticker on the back of his car. He does not want us to misrepresent him. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to be transformed. He wants us to shine like Moses shined. He wants us to be able to come unto him and, and be free in his presence. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's holiness exposes our sin. It exposes the ugliness that's within us. And I think there's a lot of Christians out there that think that they're not sinning that much. You're lying to yourself. I'm telling you. 
If you truly knew the holiness of God, if you really knew his perfection and everything, you're ugly and you need Jesus and you need help and you need to allow him to sanctify you. You need to wipe, let him wash you as white as snow. I'm telling that you. That would make an incredible shirt. You are ugly you are. and you need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Whoa. That is that is prophetic, brother, right there. I mean, what happened to Isaiah 6? Remember when you, King Uzziah was, was on the throne? Let me just read it real quick. This yeah. is what happened to Isaiah. So listen, if this, is not, if this has not happened to you, and you have not seen yourself as, as you should in God's holiness because you need help, then you're, you have a little too much pride for yourself. Let me say this, Pete. Yeah. This is why people don't like the presence of God. They like to be religious. Yeah. Because in this passage, when you come, it's I, I call it a head-on crash yeah. with a holy God. You see yourself that you don't measure up. You mm. see your own sin. Continue that, Peter. Yeah, so Isaiah 6, and he says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings, with two covered his face, and two covered his feet, and the two uh, flew. And one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken from the tongs from the far altar. And he touched my mouth with it, and he said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And whom shall go for us? And then I said, here I am, send me. And, and, I, and I, when I meditated on this, and I had to think about this for a long, long while, here is Isaiah, the prophet of prophets. Here is a man that the Israelites looked to as having the answers. This man spoke for a living. This man was reverenced in their people, in their presence. And this man, when he spoke, what he said came true. And he's one of the larger prophets we have in the Bible. And here's this man coming face to face with the holiness of God. And he says, woe is me. My lips are undone. And he recognized his sin. And he recognized that he is done with. But then in the grace of God, he cleansed them of his sin in the grace of God he says whom shall I send because anybody that comes into God's presence and his holiness he will touch you he will transform you and then he will ask you are you willing to go for me and that's the holiness of God I love that song by Lecrae I'll go you know he says send me I'll go, send me, I'll go. That's an incredible song. And and this passage has always meant a whole lot to me uh, because it, it's really my heart. It, it really is um, because of what we experience with God. And when we see him for who he is, we 
really get on mission for him and we're available to him and we make ourselves available to him and and we're just willing because of what he's done in our life that's the motivation right because he has touched our life he has forgiven us he has healed us he's given us a new family a new name and a new inheritance we're willing to live for him he's not calling people to die for him he's calling people to live for him and uh, that's what this is about and that's what holiness is about and and people don't need to see a pastor people don't need to see me they need to see the holiness of god amen yeah and i th- i think that if anything if whoever's listening to this if we can just grasp that we are approaching god sometimes improperly and I think that the whole purpose, I guess, of this show is to help you understand that there needs to be a broken, contrite spirit, and there needs to be a sense of awe in your presence. <laughs> and um, I challenge people listening to get on their knees before him. I challenge, and I, and I know that if you're in a state where you're just far from him and you just can't get into that presence, I just pray that you cry out and say, God, help me. Help my unbelief, God. Help help me where I'm at. He, he, he says in his word, you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. There's the, God's promise says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He Amen. is always there. And I just pray that we would just take seriously and be in awe of reverence of him. When you're when you're worshiping God, don't just don't be worshiping him and singing the words and love the beat of the music. Find yourself meditating on the words. Find yourself entering his throne room. Find yourself seeing him high and lifted up on his throne. Find yourself visualizing his face of love and, and, and grace and mercy that he gives you. Find yourself in his glory, in his presence, and just bask in it. Worship him. Meditate on his truth. Meditate on his word and just thank him over and over and over and over again. He is so good. He is so worthy of our praise. And I pray that we show him the honor and the majesty that he so deserves. May we decrease and in him increase in all that we do. Barry, would you like to talk to those people that are just wanting him now and maybe they heard this and they're just broken before him now and just saying, Lord, I want you in my life. Speak to those people. Absolutely, Pete. You know, there's a, there's a sense that... Uh, I could never measure up. I could never be good enough. And why would God want me? And uh, you're right. You can't measure up. And you're right. You cannot be good enough. But that is why Jesus came. He came to make you right with God. He came to to write that relationship and to make you holy. It is only through the blood of Jesus Christ may we be right with God and may we measure up to the holiness that it takes to get to heaven. And so how can you receive that holiness? The only way is to admit that you're a sinner. Put your belief and trust in Jesus alone. Amen. When Jesus said that he's the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father except through me, Jesus is the only way. You cannot perform. You cannot earn. You cannot buy. You cannot go to church enough to become worthy enough to go to heaven. Only through the transformative blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. And the last thing is you must submit. And submit is confession 
that Jesus is Lord, you submit to his leadership, you submit to his lordship, and you submit to the authority of God in your life. And the way we do this, according to God's word in Romans ten thirteen, is that we pray, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you meet with God right now? Would you enter into his presence? And would you ask him to sanctify you, justify you, and make you right with him and to make you holy? Let's pray about that right now. Dear God, uh, you have put a command in your word that we're to be holy as you are holy. And God, I would confess with man, this is impossible, but not with God. God can make us holy. And it's through the blood of his son, Jesus. It's through the work of his Holy Spirit, the finishing, completing work of the Holy Spirit in sanctification. And God, I, I, uh, I pray over the people right now that are hurting, that are struggling, that desire to be right with you and to represent you and to be holy. If you're out there and you don't know whether or not you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You don't know if you have the forgiveness of sins. You don't know if you're going to heaven for sure and for certain. Would you pray this? Dear God, I know that you created me. I know that you love me. I know that you want a relationship with me. And I admit that I'm a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me. I do not meet your standard of being holy. And so God, I'm sorry, and I need your help. And I know that you helped me by sending your son Jesus to die in my place. I believe that he was buried. I believe that he rose again. And I believe that he defeated the grave, death, hell, sin, and Satan. Everything that's evil. And I know, God, that you are alive, that you rose from that grave, and that you really are the Messiah, the one true King. And so I invite you, I confess you as Lord, and I invite you into my heart to save me, to revive me, to re remake me the person you want me to be. And Lord, I just uh, want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, we would love to hear from you. If you've given your life to the Lord and, and um, you know, God has just touched your heart today, we just go to our website at riotpodcast.co. Um, go to the No God button and click on it. Go down to the bottom and click that, yes, you gave your life to the Lord. Fill out that sheet. We'd love to hear from you and reach out to you and uh, just connect with you. You know, today was just, just a powerful, powerful show. It was, you know, trying to do our best to explain the holiness of God. But I pray that, that again, that people would just grasp this and show that reverence to God that he deserves. You know, First Peter 2 says that, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that Amen. you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. God is so good. Yes, he is. You, if you've given your life to the Lord, you are now a changed person. Amen. You are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. You are a holy nation. 
and God desires to work and use you for his glory. Bob? Guys, what a, what a great show. I, I don't know if you guys are, something that helps me, I think, sometimes is to just, you know, because I don't want to take God for granted. Um, so sometimes just, you know, before I'm, I start to pray, I just, I'm just quiet, you know, just, just be, just be quiet for a moment and just kind of really put your mind at, uh, in the place where it needs to be. Cause it's just so easy, uh, to, to take, to take him for granted. And I don't want to be that way, you know, coming to him. Pastor Barry says it a lot about coming to him with a list of stuff where we should be coming to him with a, a blank sheet of paper saying, mm. Lord, here's my signature. Just you put on it what you want on it. Amen. And uh, that's really the my heart. And I think that's a lot of your hearts as well. So thank you guys for listening. We love you. Um, make sure that uh, you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you listen to uh, the podcast, make sure you uh, subscribe to those as well. So you, you want to always get the next episode on Thursdays when they're released. That way you kind of get the alert and uh, you'll know first that uh, we have a new one out. And uh, man, I just just so thankful for you guys. Facebook page, we would love to hear from you. Tell us where you're from. Give us your name. Of course, if it's Facebook, we'll know who you are because it'll have your name. But um, just tell us where you're listening to us from and uh, what, what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. And we would really really love to hear what kind of topics you'd like us to cover. Um, so many of our shows have come from suggestions from people just like you uh, of something you wanted to learn a little bit more about it or something you wanted us to discuss. So feel free to share those ideas with us as well. So go to Facebook, um, like us there, and uh, of course all the other places. Any last words, guys, before we say goodbye and until next week? Hey guys, I just want to say to the pastors out there, we're praying for you. Uh, get in touch with us. We want to talk to you. If you ever get a chance, call us. Yeah. yeah. You ready for a California trip, Pete? We need somebody from California to want us to come out there. How about that? Yeah. That way you can get your in and out burger. Well, so can you guys. <laughs> yeah. I had to bring that come back, on right? <laughs> Can't let that go. All right, guys. We love you. Have a great week of worship. Bye. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.